Hey guys, welcome back. I am ah so excited because I have Jake Payne, one of our students and coveted brands that we've been working with for about six to eight months now. And today, um, really in this case study interview, we are gonna be covering how Jake went from selling on Etsy to being able to go from $500 a month to breaking 10K a month in this year. And I'm so pumped because Jake is someone who is an action taker, he is, He's an entrepreneur that tries a bunch of stuff, and so I think we've got a ton of juicy um, things for you today. This is the Launch and Scale podcast, the home of some of the best e-commerce advice on the internet today. Whether you're launching your first product or scaling your existing storefront, we include conversations from industry experts, best practices, and practical tips to help you run a profitable e-commerce brand online today. I'm your host, Kirsten, and my mission is to create 100 seven-figure brands by 2027. If you're going to be one of them, be sure to subscribe and not miss another episode. By the way, for more resources and information on how to work with us, go to launchandscale.co. Remember, that's .co, not .com. Apart from that, let's get into the episode. But what I always love to start is hearing a little bit about you, Jake, and also um, but a little bit about your brand, emfprotectiongear.com. Um, what I love about it is I really love working with products that teach me something and yours wasn't an industry or even like a, a pain point that I really understood until we started, started working together. So I'd really love to start there. Um, so what is, who is Jake and what is EMF protection? Kirsten, you're awesome. Thanks so much for having me on the show. I'm this so is pumped. A, I'm so pumped. Yes. So yes. EMF protection gear, uh, started a couple of years ago. I got involved with this because I was connected with some people that were into some different things that I were, and they were into like some crystals and all this stuff. And I was like, this is so feng shui, so weird. What's up with this? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but there's something to it. And just there, they're, you know, they were so excited about it. And I was like, all right, I have to check this out. And, you know, I got my background in physics. I got my undergraduate degree and studied radiation in college. What? And I okay. started to go down the rabbit hole and I was like, wait a second, this is actual science, like the piezoelectric effect that crystals hold energy and information and started learning that there's certain things and certain crystals that can help protect you against radiation. And then I started learning about all this radiation around us and how 5G is rolling out and Wi-Fi and cell phones and how, you know, we hear about some things in the news, but we don't really bubble it up to the news because we're all just so addicted to our technology. And so I know it's like, we're all like, yeah. Oh, I'm addicted to social media. And we all know we're addicted to our cell phones. And we know that like, you know, certain things on social media are not good for our minds, but we don't talk about how the actual technology works and the radiation works. And so because we can't see it. So people just think if you talk to me about radiation or 5g, the response I get at parties are like, Oh, that's so woo. It's BS. Yep. I'm okay. I have so many questions already, but I'll, I'll leave that. I love that you are a physics science mind and you're talking about like actual physical energy we can measure through crystals, which we're yep. getting to guys. We're getting to what EMF protection gear is. Um, and yes, let's get into that. Right. Yeah. And so I started learning, found the, the what those exact stones and crystals were, put it inside of a phone case and other products that shield and protect you. So I sell those on my store. I started selling it on Etsy and then I was like, okay, I want to schedule this thing. Let's put it on the website. Let's see if we can drive traffic. So I learned about all these things and then found you guys and then took it to the next level. 
Yeah, and what's really interesting, so um, how does, so we have crystals and we have that your phone cases and other gear are, I guess they're made from the crystals that help keep the radiation of the phone within the phone, is that how it works? Yeah, actually it doesn't, there's certain products on the market that completely block radiation. And, you know, normally I'm all about that, you know, because you want to remove yourself. It's the only thing you can really do. But with your cell phone, you actually want it to have radiation because you want to, your cell phone to work, right? You don't want it to just, that's yeah. your cell service. Wi-Fi and cell service, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you block that cell service, you're actually going to, your cell phone's going to work up to 10,000 times harder and it's going to emit up to 10,000 times more radiation. So our cell phone cases use this one rock called shungite and shungite is only found in one place in the whole world. The guys who studied it in 96 won the uh, Nobel prize award for discovering that it's the only known material in the world that's got a molecule called fullerenes. And it's the most powerful antioxidant in the world. There's peer-reviewed studies that they blasted rats with radiation. The ones that weren't covered with shungite got cancer. The ones that were covered with shungite were fine. And there's all these other studies that, like, they put shungite inside of beehives. The beehive got, like, two to three times larger, you know, because bees, this whole bee epidemic, a part of this is because yeah. all the wireless radiation, it messes with bees' navigation systems. So... The, the, the shungite makes your body more harmonious, or it makes the radiation more harmonious with your body. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I first started using it, I had a tingling sensation in my hand that started going away. And a lot of other people have had a lot of great results too. So it more like harmonizes the radiation and makes it less harmful. Oh, I love that. Guys, If have you heard of shungite before? Let us know below. Um, I love that. And do you have any... Um, resources for someone who is listening to this and they're like, okay, this sounds awesome. I want to learn more. Um, do you, what's like one recommendation that you like a resource you'd send people to? Yeah, I would say just go to our website and subscribe. So just put in your email. We're always sending out great info. We've got a newsletter. Uh, we've got a blog and we put a lot of great stuff on social media too, but definitely if you go to the website and subscribe, that's the best place. I love that. So usually the brands we work with will either start on their own website and then move over to Amazon or their Amazon sellers that then move off to their own website to, you know, scale that way. And you're kind of an outlier because you are one of the only people we've worked with that started on Etsy and then expanded. So I would love to kind of hear your thought process behind why you started on Etsy and then what was the moment that you decided that you had to actually get off Etsy to expand? Yeah, so for me, it was a really roundabout way of doing everything. So I started actually on Amazon, mm -hmm. got off Amazon after I started learning how to grow things that you can't really like own your own data and all these things. But at the same time, I was I was like, okay, well, now I'm on Amazon. What else can I get on? Well, I can get on Etsy. And I was going through some life changes. I was moving. I was going through a big breakup and all these things. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, I quit selling on uh, Amazon, but all of a sudden I just started getting sales on Etsy and I was like, wow, this is great. Okay. Cause the thing about Etsy is like it's SEO based. And yes. so it took time and I forgot I was even on. And I think I even had my personal email. And then like a month later, I just started getting a couple sales and then more sales. And I was like, okay, this is actually working. <laughs> and so that. it started growing and I'm like, all right, well let's, let's see what we can do. And then grew it from like a couple sales to a couple thousand a month. And uh, 
you know, started hiring a few people to like kind of give me pointers and it was working. Mm -hmm. And then I realized there was a threshold. I'm like, people are just buying a phone case and then they're gone. Like I can't upsell them. I can't sell them more product. I don't have an email list. I, I don't have a business I'm in control of. Like even when I was working on Amazon, I would get kicked off. I would get banned. And there was like yeah. things like completely outside of my control. I'm like, I'm not really running a business here. Like I need to get, I want to really grow and I know this isn't going to pay the bills. So, and this is what I wanted to do. Gotcha. So you went from, I love the accidental success story. We're like, Oh wait, I'm selling. I forgot to take the listing down and then <laughs> right. go from here. I was actually in Mexico traveling and I was like, Oh snap, I got to get home. <laughs> I'm so, like, I got to ship these out. <laughs> yeah. And so here, um, what I love about your market is you have a market that would you say you sell based on pain or pleasure? Pain. Okay. So because you, and pain is a big driver of sales because we hear that, Hey, we're doing cell like molecular cell damage by just walking around and not protecting ourselves. And when you can educate the consumer in the right way, you create a market for yourself. And I know that the EMF market, I would say is, I mean, it's definitely not mainstream. It's not like selling mattresses, but there's a certain segment of people that want to be informed, want to be educated, kind of those outliers. And what I love is I feel like you didn't really have to validate your product. Um, is that right? Or like, how did you know that this was a product that you did want to pursue when early stage Amazon getting on Etsy? Like, well, for me, it's kind of like the same thing with what you were saying of, you know, it's very different. Not a lot of people know about it, but that's where, when I started doing this, I really got it like a revelation of the internet and how big the world is. You're like, okay, you may know one guy who thinks EMFs do something, but we all think he's kind of crazy, right? It's like, all right, you're conspiracy theorist, yeah. whatever. Like I use my cell phone and my life's not going to change. Right. And I'm like that too. I mean, Hey, I'm, I'm became passionate about this topic because I thought it was fascinating. I still use cell phone every day. I'm going to steal the technology every day. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm not going to go live in the woods and, and you know, and... yeah, <laughs> like I, I'm just not, that's not me. Like I, I want to live. And, and so I wanted to be in harmonious with these things. So I started to find out, well, if there's one guy that I know and you live in Toronto and there's one guy, you know, and if there's one guy in every town, that's like hundreds of thousands of millions of people. And mm -hmm. so I'm like, let's niche down this actually works yeah and so there was a lot of people out there that you know they always say niche down and i started to niche down i'm like okay it actually works like there's something out there for everybody and if somebody already has that inkling like it's really you know really really small niche but those people that are in there are very passionate about it they're very passionate about their health and toxins and like a lot of people already know about shungai and it's very very small but it, that's a lot better, right? You have raving fans and people are really excited. Most people like, and that's what's cool about my brand is I'll get a lot of hate. People think I'm crazy, but then also the people that like me, they love me. And I'm like, well, this is, I can do that. And polarizing marketing is brilliant marketing. Yeah. So, and you're in one of those like really lucky niches. Um, I know someone listening who's like, man, I sell coffee beans. It's about taking the essence behind what you're doing and seeing what the real motivations are for purchase. So, um, so then you get some success on Etsy, you decide that you want to grow your own brand and just to have something you can control. Why did you choose Shopify? 
Um, I think just because I knew it was, I think I did a little bit of research and it was the easiest. And I think a lot of people, it was like the number one thing. I know there's other things out there, um, but that's just what I was directed to. And I was like, all right, well, this makes sense. And it, it was easy enough for me to figure it out. And so that's pretty much how I got on it. No real big analytical reason. Yeah, no, you're right. And I can do a whole post on like uh, Shopify versus other platforms. If you're interested in that, let me know below. Um, but in saying that you get onto Shopify and then at what point did you turn on ads? Was that right away or did you delay a few months? I think I delayed a few months. Um, I don't think I got onto ads until about when we started working with you guys. I think we started working with you guys in January and was just getting things organized. Like, oh my God, people think it's so simple. Actually, I was talking to a friend of mine who just quit her job to start a business. Yeah. And uh, she's just like, you know, she, you look at her social media, she's very stylish, she's a good looking girl, she does all these things. But then it's like, I was talking to her, she's like, man, it's hard making it look like, like the way you want it to look like, yeah. you know? Like all the littlest things take so much time. And so getting things organized, loading in, you know, getting just, just getting all my ducks in a row and some of the things that you guys had recommended to, to lay down foundations, I think yeah. took about a month and a half, maybe two months. Gotcha. So, you know, I actually at the beginning of the year, um, going into 2022, I had like $134 in revenue in all of 2021. So yeah. I launched like Christmas, maybe I had some friends buy some stuff. And then in January, I had like $500 on the website. Mm -hmm. Um not exactly sure probably a lot of that was organic and then it really started to go up there from there with ads as things went on I, I don't know what it was for February but oh that's okay yeah yeah so that's super cool because in six months um, to go from 500 or 134 in the last 12 months to tripling that in January to seeing the growth you have now that like we spoke about a month ago you had broken that 10k mark and I'm sure that's just gonna keep going up from this point but you figured out the foundations and basically created a six figure business for yourself in six months, arguably of getting on your own website, which yeah. is pretty awesome. I didn't so, think about it like that, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, one question I know people are thinking is like, all right, sure. It's all ads, but you said a key thing earlier on like, Hey, you know, I was waiting to turn on ads until I got some of the foundational things that we recommended. What were some of the things that you put in place? to make sure that you were going to see results once you turned on ads? So I made sure that I built out Clavio a little bit more. So I had some basic flows. Um, I think I had one or two upsells um, and just made sure that my product listings were good. So made sure I had decent photos, um, some decent keywords some decent just listings, you know, looking mm -hmm. back on it, a lot of the stuff is just bad. And that was actually the impressive thing was like, it doesn't have to be perfect. Like we think it has to be perfect. And I still look at my website almost daily and I'm like, man, what have I been doing? Like there's so much that gets missed, but yet people still buy it, you know? So I think the main thing was just making sure that it's somewhat user-friendly getting decent pictures, the email flows. I think those were the main things that, and then also maybe some social media stuff started to reach out to influencers a little bit. You're not giving yourself credit for one big thing though. You mentioned something about just ugly website and designers will fight you all the time. 
it was a sales copy that you seriously improved like the version one of your store to version two or three six weeks later when you're like all right how is it now um your copy you were able to really go from hey look at my cell phone case to going into copy that really speaks to what you're actually selling and yes. i think that the copy is the reason that your website converts so it's not good social media, yes, Clavio, all those matter, but at the end of the day, when you have traffic coming to your website, if you can't get your consumer to identify with the message and what you're trying to do, if they don't resonate with your site, no one's buying. And I think that was one of the biggest differences we saw in your site in the beginning. Yes, 100%. Even today, I wrote some bullets for, um, a re again, I'm redoing a different version, because yep. actually, I just changed one product page and it went from like a 1.5, 1.4 conversion rate yeah. to 2.5 just because I redid some of the bullets. Oh, yeah. Like you change what, 400 characters? Yeah. 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 It's and instead of like drop proof, you just spice it up and you're like, doesn't slip out of your hand or like, you know, never have to worry about breaking it on the concrete. You know, you just, you just add that spice to it. I'm like, God, that sounds so simple. But it just, it's reviewing it over and over and over again. And listening to comments that come in on social, questions that come in and, and things like that because your customers are really going to tell you where they're getting stuck and what is preventing them from buying. Yeah, 100%. So, and then in the beginning, because I think that brands jump <laughs> to ads too quickly because they think it's a miracle pill. Um, it's not. But you got the foundations at this point. So like, I think January to March, you're working on getting the site um, kind of organically converting. What marketing were you doing? What kind of channels were you tapping into um, consistently or not uh, before ads? Really just posting on Instagram. Okay. And that actually worked great. Mm -hmm. um, I did like a real a day challenge. I think we talked about it. That was a long time ago. And yeah. you're like, yeah, if you did something for 90 days, how would it change your business? And I took that seriously. And I actually did a reel a day. Mm -hmm. And that, like, that was awesome. It got me on camera. It got me no longer nervous. Um, actually, I need to start doing that again because I increased my followers from, like, a couple hundred to, like, 2,500 within, like, a month. And started having fun with it. And then, like... Yeah. You know, I had reels that got like 10,000 views and I only had a couple thousand followers. Yeah. And I was like, Super this is awesome. Yeah. And I was like, it, it was fun. And so that was something that probably the biggest thing that I did that I don't give enough money. Like, I probably should still keep doing that because that was working. It took a lot of effort and time uh, to like mentally get over some of those challenges. But I think that was the, by far the biggest one. Yeah. TikTok. Um, but yeah. this isn't a coaching call. So, <laughs> I still need to do that. <laughs> you know what people really struggle with? Sellers, if you're listening, video is king. If you are not on video yourself or your brand, and it's not a primary focus in your marketing in 2023, you will be left behind. Instagram yeah. is going a reels only platform in October. That doesn't mean they're shifting away from photos, but that means that they're prioritizing short form video. So Jake, what I'd love to do is kind of talk through what sort of content you posted. You are one of the um, 
kind of the outliers of e-commerce uh, owners that want to put their face on camera. I just want to preface by saying you don't have to go that route, but I would love to dig into a little bit of what were some of the posts that you did on Reels um, because it's really not that hard or that scary to get started. Yeah, and I think that the post that I did was just trying to, you know, from the very, very small sales training I got, I think just from you and then a few other people that I followed, they're like, it's all about pain and it's all about pleasure. It's about amplifying the plane. I'm like, all right, well, shoot, here we go. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so I like, all I did was talk about the pain. I'm like, did you know we're way beyond safety reason, you know, uh, standards? Did you know, you know, and I would just like list off all the different bad side effects or I would list off like, there's a cell tower in your neighborhood and here's how you can find it. You know, like I would just mm. amplify the crap out of the pain yeah. and I think I got into, and this is something that I think helped me get credibility early is that I did put my face on because I remember I was working with this one guy and he was an offshore guy and it's just so much of the posts we did were just like stock photo stuff, product based. We only had a couple hundred followers. I was like, dude, we just look like scam and I'm embarrassed in what we're doing. I was like, I can't do this. Like, let me put it out there. I'll be this little micro influencer until I can take my face off of it. But I have to put a face to a name or nobody's going to trust this. Like you have, I just did. That's why I did it. I'm like, all right, whatever it takes. Like to me, the pain of not making sales was greater than the pain of looking like an idiot, you know, and getting made fun of by my friends and family, which did happen. But by and large, everybody was like, Hey, this is awesome. Like I love watching your stuff every day. You know, it, it was fun. We just have to get over. I think it, the pain of the first 100 videos, and then you start to find your voice and then you're like, oh, cool. I'm helping people. I can get over my fear of looking like an idiot. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. which I love. So you did, um, because what you did was a really smart education campaign. If you think about it, because you were, you're targeting people that either know about radiation are actively trying to keep away from it, or they're actually health conscious and don't know much about the side effects of radiation. So yeah. by you tapping into that with like, did you know, or there's a cell tower or these side effects that you weren't aware of educates people and opens them up to a solution, which you sell. Mm -hmm. It's very smart. And, uh, that is the way that we want to have reels and test different angles and really see what resonates with our audience that way and not only that i always find myself over engineering something i'm like oh i gotta oh i gotta educate them on this this and this and this and like i remember so so far we've reached out to over 600 influencers awesome. and that number should like quadruple over the next month but okay. um just because that's not near enough but i think like the first 400 we only got a handful of people that were interested and then we just switched up the message we were sending people and made it way more simple and way more straightforward. People are like, oh, yeah, I'm about it. Before, like, if you give people too much information, it's like, well, I don't know. Do you have proof? All this stuff. It's like, dude, it just needs to be easy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's just straightforward. Yeah, like what you're saying. Hey, blank, we have a phone case that helps block radiation and increase your lifespan. Do you mind if I send you one to try? They're like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Rather than... We're trying to do this, this, and that. It's just yeah, like, right. uh, I don't know. You'll never get a response. But with this, I'm like, yeah, what's the coupon code? You know, like, it's yeah. great. It's so, so good. Oh, my God. There's so much here. And then, so I'd love to talk about 
Facebook ads. And yeah. um, again, this can be a whole other video because I can just talk in tangents for days. But uh, so you finally decide to get onto Facebook ads. And in the mm. beginning, I think it was the first two weeks, you spent a bunch of money and got no sales. Yeah. Right. And then something changed and you were like, oh my God, I got sales. So when you, what, what did you change to go from, I don't know if Facebook is viable for me to, oh, okay, it's working. Um, for me, I just had this internal belief that it was possible. And so, you know, I know that's the way that it can go. Right. And mm -hmm. I can pay somebody else a lot of money, which I didn't have to do this. Yeah. Or I could just take like two or three times longer and have like an education. And in the yeah. future I could farm it out. But at the meantime, like this is a skill I have to learn. And so I just started a bunch of creatives and just testing it and just trial by fire and wasted a couple, you know, thousand dollars but after letting it go on long enough and testing enough creatives at mm -hmm. low enough budgets that I could afford then I'm like okay wait a second you know I had to click through and, and understanding what metrics to go off of and I was like okay there's so many different metrics which three do I need to look at okay this one you know click through rate you know CPM and you know CTR yeah, and, yeah yeah you know overall CTR whatever you know, and those were like the main two. And then obviously purchases, right? At the end of the day, it's that. Oh, it's and huge. So, you know, I started looking at those things. And I'm like, okay, well, what can I do to increase the CTR? What can I do to increase? It was, like everything was about the CTR. And then it was like, okay, now I'm getting a ton of people on the page, but nobody's buying. You know, made a couple of changes to the landing page, boom, you know, purchases went up at least a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, let's increase the CTR again. And then like increase that. So just trying over and over and over again until something worked. So, yeah. And a lot of people like inexperienced brands go to Facebook and they expect to get 10 sales overnight. It's just not the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. Um, with the, I forget where that reference is from, but, uh, so we do Facebook ads, you're scaling and to, I guess, close off what some of your initiatives right now, you're definitely going increasing influencer marketing, which is huge. Um, and you just got started with SMS. How is that going for you? It's going great. I need to look at the data on that because I pretty much started from zero. Um, yeah. I had a small email list and I think I had some phone numbers, but you know, I pretty much just changed the pop-up, you know, signed up with the team and it's been going great. You know, already, I think in the first like week or two, I had a couple hundred dollars in sales and awesome. It's actually really interactive. I love how, you know, the program that we signed up with, it, it follows up with you. It has all this different, you know, uh, different flows templates. that it's all managed. Yeah, templates, yeah. got emojis on there. I'm like, man, this is great. You know, I didn't even respond and they sent me another message and I'm like, this is great. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm a big fan. Hey guys, that's emotive if you're wondering and no, this is not a sponsored video. Um, but it's crazy because like one of the brands that we just launched a couple months back, so starting from zero with SMS, it accounted for 23% of our sales and we were hitting five figure months um, within a few weeks. Like it's nuts. Uh, so SMS, and I love the founder because like at first there was a bit of resistance because they're like, I don't think our demographic wants SMS. So we pulled up Google Analytics and I was like, 86% of your traffic is on, on mobile. So you have to meet your customer where they are. So if you can make it easier for someone to purchase and interact with you by phone, that's why SMS is so powerful. Yeah, 100%. As well. Um, 
couple questions. What has surprised you about the process? Um, just going through, starting to get traction and see what works and testing, like what has surprised you as an entrepreneur? Um, how my emotions lie to me. <laughs> Go on. Uh, you know, I think that's really the biggest piece is just, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. And then I live and you know, I think I'm not going to make it. I think I'm not going to make it. And then I'm going to make it, you know, I, I psych myself up and then, you know, I, I change my beliefs. And then all of a sudden when it seems to be like, there's not going to be a way the way it comes out when I believe it does. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like that always happens. Um, that's been a, like, a mental thing, but now it's a belief. Another thing is now I really understand it's truly about the process. Like it's about, are you going to test it, try it, test it, try it, improve it, improve it, improve it. And then just like get better and better. Right. Like for me, it was like, okay, ads seem to be working. Let's spend it. And then I'm like, wow, we spend way too much money, but we got a lot of sales. Now, how can I become more profitable? Right. Yeah. And it's like, you know, maybe throttle back the spend on the sales, change your fundamentals a little bit, and then come back again. So that's for me just like, wow, it's truly about the process and truly about serving people. I know everybody says that, and it's so cliche, but if you can put your eyes in their shoes and be like, how would I want to be served? Okay, like this, you know, boom, yeah. like that. Yeah, which is wild, but um, so in terms of, uh, people wondering how Jake and I've worked together. He was, he's part of our, uh, one of our group coaching programs that aims to work with e-commerce sellers to actually teach them to be marketers and to be CEOs of their own e-commerce company as they scale. So Jake was one of our, I'd say like the poster child because he is someone who has a great product, a bit of market traction, is very open to learning and is very open to just kind of doing balls to the wall testing. And I think that Jake, you had a very realistic view of what success is going to take because it, it's not linear. It Things don't seem like they're gonna work out a lot of the time, um, but you just keep going and you look at overall success in the last six months. And I think that you've set yourself up for like a really solid business. And of course your problems are gonna get much bigger as you scale. Um, but I think that your journey has been really, really cool to watch behind the scenes from like, it's not working. It's not working. I'm freaking out. I'm angry to, Oh my God, people are buying. My ads are starting to work. Whoa, yeah. I got a good review. And yeah. just to see that is like, Oh, it's an emotional roller coaster, but so. it is, it is for sure. So, and it's like, yeah. it's for me, it's also like, um, wow, I'm actually helping people and people are thanking me for what I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, now that I'm getting traction, I'm like, you know, it, it's a lot easier to work on things and it's less stressful. It's like, okay, this will work or this can work. So, and how can I buy back my time to add more value and delegate this to somebody else? So that's been another big, big learning the past six months too. I love that. Yeah. Cause as the team starts to grow, you're like, how do I replicate myself Yeah. and keep yep. the quality up there? Right. Mm-hmm. For so, sure. I love it. So um, I'm curious. So first off, if anyone is interested in learning a little bit more about some of our group coaching opportunities and e-commerce mastermind, be sure to check out some of the both free um, and paid resources below this video. Um, but Jake, I would love to know if somebody asks what it's been like working with us, um, how would you describe it? 
I think it's been great. Um, I think it's really, really been great because when I first got in, there was a lot of people in the community, but not a lot of people really took a lot of action or really took, you know, full ownership. Um, and there's, they're definitely, and that's kind of the same thing with everything, right? With the 80, 20, right? Yeah. And so I just jumped right in and I was like, wow, I can actually get a lot of one-on-one -on -one quality time. And there's a lot of different calls. There's the Monday with so-and-so there's the ads calls, you know, the other team member. And there's a, there's like twice a week calls with you and all these mm -hmm. things. I was like, wow, I'm actually getting a lot of FaceTime with a lot of people. Like, you know, Kirsten maybe specialized in this overall you know, visionary leadership, but then Gabby and team may be great with ads. And so it's was like, okay, well, I can't join every call this week, but I know I can do this, this, and this. Yeah. And so, you know, just taking advantage of it. And I think you guys have been, you know, down to earth, you know, I'll get a lot of really good quality time because normally if you're going to pay one-on-one -on -one time with somebody, it can get expensive. You know, yeah. if I paid for an hour of your time for a consultation, I'm sure it would be a lot, but yeah. being a part of the community and just having access to things, I'm like, wow, this is a huge value compared to the, you know, the small fee I paid at the beginning. I've definitely surpassed that, you know, yeah. as time has went on for sure. And that's our goal. That is our goal. So, um, what, I guess my final, okay, I have two final questions. One is what is one piece of advice that you would give to your younger self who is just starting this journey? Um... Do things right the first time. What does that mean? Sorry, follow-up questions. I mean, what does just, that mean? Like, um, you know, do things the best you can. Don't rush through things. Like, I, I got so intimidated. I'm like, oh my God, there's so many things to do. I got to get it all done. And I just got to get it done. You know, it's about getting it done and it's about moving on to the next task. It's like, no, it's about mastering this thing or not just giving it your best effort here, gotcha. knowing that it's not perfect, but I'll come back to it later on. And so like not skipping over it, making progress and just going for it. You know, I, I find myself having to pay for a lot of mistakes. I'm like, dang it. Like, you know, a lot of it is unknown, yeah. but I'm like, wow, you know, if I would have done this to start, you know, I'm already thinking like right now I'm shipping all my product to a fulfillment center and I'm like, Praise God, I'm no longer going to have to ship this out myself. Um, yeah. But I'm like, man, I'm going to have to spend so much time redoing all this stuff, getting things updated again. And I'm like, this is so much work if I would have just done it right the first time. You know? I get it. Yeah. And just better workflows and starting to increase your productivity. And yep. I totally get that. Um, and then my final question is, is there something I should have asked you that I haven't? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I always probably say, I don't know. I think you asked a lot of good questions. I'll say this. It really is about being a marketer and being, being people focused. It really is like, I had no idea. And now that I'm starting to like see some traction, I'm like, Okay, it truly is about being a person and treating people like people, whether that's your team members, people on social media or whatever. And so, like what you said, we train people to be marketers and CEOs of their business. It's like, that's exactly what it is. It's not trying to become someone else or, or being a media buyer where you're just looking at data or one day I'll just be able to go on the beach and just never be involved. It's like, yeah. no, it's really about like, 
communicating to a person, seeing somebody like, do I have a customer avatar? What's her name? And what am I saying to her when I'm writing an email or copy? You know, it's yeah. not bye, 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 bye. You know, it, it like it really is. OK, she probably took care of her kids. Today. How would this relate to her kids? How could I be a blessing? How could I focus on them? How could I make their life easier? You know, what would something that if I was in their position, would I have to follow 10 steps to get what I want? No, I hate it like that, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Man, I love it. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so if people want to learn more about EMF protection gear or just um, whatever, what is a good place to send them? Yeah, you can just go straight to our website, emfprotectiongear.com, or you can follow us on Instagram at emfprotectiongear. So we get post a lot of great information. Feel free to it. check it out. I can't wait to see you posting more reels. Um, awesome. Well, this has been great. Um, guys, be sure to say thanks to Jake for coming in and taking his time, kind of letting me dissect his business. Um, I love doing this. I love getting into the mind of other entrepreneurs to see what's been working and what hasn't. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit subscribe on your mobile device. And for more resources and information on how you can launch and scale your e-commerce business online, be sure to go to launchandscale.co. And we've also got a ton of free actionable content available on TikTok and YouTube. Just be sure to go to either platform, search for Kirsten, my name, K-H-I-E-R-S-T-Y-N. Apart from that, we'll see you in the next episode. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launch pad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step -step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.